So this is another one that you asked me. Um, <laughs> which is Don't go stealing my questions, Allison. <laughs> Just kidding, I gave them to you. I'm, tur- I'm turning the tables on you oh, now. Oh no. So. Darn. everyone. My name is Allison Lamaru. Welcome back to the Seton Hall Pacino Leaderships Institute podcast. Today we're excited to interview one of our very own students of the Institute, Shannon Moran. Hey. Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. And um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? All right. I am a sophomore here. I am from Chicago, Illinois. I am a diplomacy major with a specialization in environmental science, women and gender studies, and economics. I am a part of our five-year program here, which means I have an accelerated undergraduate program, and then we'll get my master's degree from Seton Hall, which is really exciting. I'm not totally sure in what, but definitely something international relations I'm also a part of our podcast team, so I do all of the scheduling. You've probably heard my voice as interviewer. I do interviews. In addition to that, I am a part of our competitive Model United Nations Association. So I travel all over the country competing in the name of MUN, which is super fun. And then I'm in charge of helping put on a high school conference here so that high schoolers can come and do the same thing. So that's a little bit about me. So you obviously do a lot of stuff here on campus. Yeah, I don't uh, sleep very much. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> so uh, I was just kind of wondering, like, what's your experience been like being part of the inaugural class of the Brasino Leadership Institute? It has been wonderful and crazy, all wrapped up into one. I look at like what my life has been, like what I've been able to do because of the institute, mm-hmm. and it's been insane. Like we have guest speakers that come and specifically talk to the diplomacy cohort, and so we've talked to producers at NBC. We've talked to ambassadors. We've talked to people that were high up in the government. We think one of the guys we talked to had President Obama at his wedding. Like, it's super cool. I have met Nobel Peace Prize winners. I've been able to do some incredible, incredible things all in the name of leadership, which Mm -hmm. is something that I've been passionate about for so very long. Yeah. As well as it's just been getting a lot of incredible coaching and advice and mentorship from some of the most incredible people I've ever met. And I really am all about like learning from your peers. Mm -hmm. And so being a part of this program has meant like I'm learning from people all the time and learning how to advocate for myself as well as just getting feedback and giving feedback and failing and being successful and kind of how to go with all of it. So it's crazy. And it's been really fun, though. I mean, it's been a lot. For those of you that don't know, we take a leadership course on Fridays, so we have like official class, but it's uncredited. So we actually get no college credit for the work that we're doing. And so I always say like when talking about the course, like the amount of work that it is, it's the equivalent to one three-credited course or one normal course Mm -hmm. plus a club. 
So it's like a lot of work, especially like adding the podcast on top of it. Like Mm -hmm. it's a lot, but you get out what you put in. And I would say like, I got, I've gotten so much out of it. Same. I was on the phone with my mom earlier. Cause like <laughs> me, my mom is like one of my closest pe- friends. But anyway, I was on the phone with her earlier and just talking about like literally what we were doing yesterday. Cause we're recording this on a Friday. So we had class yesterday and was telling her about everything. And she was like, like the amount of stuff we've been able to do mm-hmm. is unreal. For example, the access we have to Dr. Brian Price, the executive director of the program. I mean, when he sits in a room and asks you for your unfiltered opinions on a program that he put a lot of work into mm-hmm. and then actually like takes those mm-hmm. and like really, really thinks about them. Yeah. Is so insane that he's valuing. I mean, this is a man who has a PhD. He's a lieutenant colonel. He mm-hmm. has started the counterterrorism center at West Point like this man is incredible and he's asking for my opinion like that's insane (laughs) and then he takes it and values it yeah Um, yeah we really do have like so many amazing opportunities here and it's crazy incredible resources crazy yeah like I feel like a lot of people like with you know Dr. Price and then all the different cohorts you know individual associate directors I mean our freshmen got to talk to president our new president of Seton Hall like literally two weeks into class like which is unheard of for a freshman undergraduate student yeah we had dinner with the provost like Mm -hmm. it's the sheer amount of opportunities that are opened up to us is insane yeah it's incredible so you kind of talked about how like you've always like really been interested and passionate about leadership one of the awesome things that I've learned about you over the past year and a half is that not only did you attend the Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy but you even just recently interviewed her for the podcast Um, life comes full circle it really does it really does (laughs) oh my gosh so like my first question for you is how'd you get involved with the academy yeah how did I get to know the incredible Julie Foudy Go check out that episode, by the way, yes. if you haven't. It it's was a the great first one. one of the season and my first interview ever. So I met her back in, I think I was like 2011. It was the Women's World Cup in Germany. A little bit of background on Julie. She was co-captain with Mia Hamm, most famously during the Women's World Cup 1999. And the first, like really one of the first national teams. And she retired and decided to start these leadership academies for girls, specifically because of the just impact that sports has on leadership and young women. There's actually, I think, a recent study shown that the majority of like CEOs or top tier like leadership in big corporations, those women played sports. There is a pretty strong correlation between sports and strong advanced leadership, which is super cool, which means I'm in luck because I <laughs> did a lot of them growing up. <laughs> but yeah, so my mom, who's always values leadership, sent me to her academy and said, go play soccer for a week. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I was I was in middle school. I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, didn't think much of it. And then returned. I think I went for three years, completed two leadership projects. We spend as much time on the field. We spent twice as much time in the classroom, really trying to develop the person. And so it's cool because now I get to see the like coach side of it, which Mm -hmm. has been fun. And so I know all of the work that the staff puts in, which is incredible. They do so much. Some of the most amazing women I've ever met in my life I got to work with through Julie. So I did two projects in my three years. I did a huge fundraiser for the American Diabetes Association. I was in like seventh grade, which was crazy because I really got to like go home and just be like, this is something I want to do. And then won a contest to go spend some time in Disney working with the Special Olympics. 
at the time and really got to know Julie a lot because we were there with like her family mm-hmm. and spent a lot of time with her. And it was really cool having somebody that I looked up to. Like, I hope everyone gets this experience, but I know I'm so lucky to have had like somebody that I looked up to praise me and saying like, I'm impressed with something that you're doing. Like, this is a woman who has gone on to write books and she has her own podcast and she works for ESPN and she's an Olympian and she has gold medals and all of these really cool things. And she's looking at like, I think 12 year old me and was impressed. Mm -hmm. Like, that's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I've known her for almost a decade and every year she ceases to, never ceases to amaze me. And so, yeah, so I went to her academy and really like it 100% changed my life. She was the first woman, I talked a little bit about this on her episode, but she's the first person that looked at me and said, you're not bossy. You have all the traits to a really incredible leader and leadership isn't just some old white guy on a horse that's like giving commands you know it's in a military situation or whatever like that's Mm -hmm. not what this is and you have this incredible capacity go do good things yeah and growing up I really always had this like heart for like the world at large Mm -hmm. and so she kind of directed that gave it a place to go gave it somewhere to funnel and then when I was I reached out to her when looking for guests for the podcast and she asked if I wanted to come work for her so I spent two weeks with her um this summer as a JC or a junior coach and so yeah and like through almost every step of my journey like I've sent her emails Mm -hmm. in high school when I was no longer playing soccer or like whatever else and she's always just been like this incredible Mm -hmm. incredible person in my life and in everybody's life that she's ever met Mm -hmm. I mean when we had our academy this summer she got off the plane in France camp starts on a Sunday well on the first Sunday in New Jersey of the first academy of the summer, it was the Women's World Cup finals. And she was in France. So she was in France, watched the women win the World Cup. They won, by the way. It was a big deal. (laughs) Then flew to New Jersey to spend a week with a bunch of young girls Mm and teaching them. I mean, like, she was there Monday afternoon. Yeah. And was just, like, as cheery and as crazy (laughs) as ever. Like, it was insane. I was like, this woman is nuts. But that's how much she loves what she does yeah. and how much she thinks that the empowering of young girls is so important. Yeah, it's really awesome to hear that, you know, there are so many people out there who really are passionate about you yeah. know, getting young women involved in leadership and, who you know, really yeah. do want to be mentors to young women. And, you and, know, it's great to see experiences like that. And not just Julie, Tamika Catchings, who is a WNBA star. I just have to shout them out. Jen Adams, who is one of the best female lacrosse players like ever. And then in California, we had Brenda. I'm blanking on her last name, but she is an incredible water polo player. So really... I mean, this spans sports. It's not just yeah. soccer. So kind of going back to more towards, you know, yeah. college and stuff yeah, like that. Totally. So so my first question for you yeah. is what made you choose Seton Hall? Like, why Seton Hall? So I would love to say the leadership program, but I was already very committed to mm-hmm. Seton Hall before I even found out that it existed. I ended up committing in like October. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> um, it just like worked out really yeah. well, honestly. But I'm from a small town in Illinois. And my parents went to Marquette. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for some place that I knew, always knew I wanted to go east. Mm-hmm. I am a diplomacy major. That's a 
international relations is very hard to do in yeah. Illinois. It the, really, yeah. honestly, the job only kind of exists there. Yes, we have Chicago, but majority of the jobs are New York and DC. I had to go east, but I wanted to look for a place that felt like home. And really, honestly, I found a bunch of schools that I could be happy at. Yeah. And a lot of schools that I was like, yeah, this I could make this work. But I was really on campus here and I realized that like I looked around and I saw people like me. I saw my people. I found people that I got along with mm-hmm. who thought like me, who challenged me, you know, right? Like we're all not carbon copies of each other, yeah. but I found my people. And so people that I could be really authentic with and mm-hmm. I didn't have to like change who I was to yeah. fit some, you know, whatever East Coast lifestyle that yeah. Midwesterners think there is. So I really was like, yeah, this is it. And then got into the leadership program. I applied like literally the day before my high school graduation. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, funny story. I got this email from Dean Halpin, who's now the associate dean of our program. And I had just turned in my school computer. So I had to like borrow my brother's laptop and like fill out this thing. My whole extended family was in town. I was about <laughs> to graduate high school. I was like, there was so much going on. But I applied and mm-hmm. got in. And I've been happy every day since. And then why Diplo? Like, what made you so interested in diplomacy? Oh, man. So this is kind of a long story. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. So I talked a little bit earlier about how I've always had a heart for, like, the world, right? Yeah. So... I kind of like had to figure that out. I was like, why mm-hmm. do I care so much about this weird major that <laughs> is you're not guaranteed to make money and there mm-hmm. isn't a, a clear career path. Yeah. Like there's not one laid out for us as there would be maybe nursing, you know, yeah. like you have a lot of options, but there's like but it's steps. A, yeah. Ours is you like, I don't know, right. do what you want to do. Here's a degree. Here you go. So <laughs> you can do almost anything. But I... As a kid, my mother read this book to me called Three Cups of Tea, which is about a guy who, although parts of it were proven to be false, he went and built schools in the Middle East in particular. Anyway, there's some controversy there. But this guy went and built all these schools all over the world. Mm -hmm. So I learned at a really young age that as a girl, I was really lucky to get an education. Mm -hmm. And then a couple years later, the incident with Malala Mm -hmm. I don't want to butcher her last name, but Moala happened where she got shot on the way to school by the Taliban. And so, again, I just kept getting all of these things, right? And I was in fifth grade when we did a girls trip to New York City with my Mm -hmm. grandma and my cousin. And I was this fifth grader that was like, I want to go to the United Nations. (laughs) I want to go. Like, I don't care about Broadway. I want to go to the UN. Like, I... Oh my gosh, I've been such an international politics nerd, like my entire existence. And so I went and was just like blown away by the UN General Assembly Mm -hmm. building or like the hall. Like it's incredible. Yeah. And was just like, wow, like this is insane. I want to work here. I want to go to school here. Like I don't know what I have to do, but like I want to be here. Right. And like people kind of get that feeling in D.C., but I like just had this intense feeling of like this is the room where it happens. Yeah. Like to quote Hamilton. Right. Like this is like where stuff goes down. Like decisions are made here and they are as I find more about the UN I don't want to work there but Mm -hmm. that's my own (laughs) personal stuff it's still like incredible and then in high school in order to convince my parents that sending me a thousand miles away from home to study this major with no clear career path and no guarantee to make money and also no real time I probably am not coming home once I leave yeah I I did a summer program in Washington DC about Mm -hmm. it's actually similar to one of the classes that I'm really taking or taking now but I yeah 
I went for two weeks and then wrote an essay and all sorts of stuff. It was like a three or four week program Mm -hmm. and loved it and was just like, man, these are people that these are, you know, 16 year olds, 17 year olds that also care about the Syrian conflict crisis and the refugee crisis. Like what? That doesn't happen. And so it was just, yeah. So it just kind of one thing led to another. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like this is what I'm going to do. And my family took, you know, they just they joke that I want to help people, but I also want to get paid to travel. That's why I have the degree that I have. I would argue that there's more to it than that. Yeah. But like, you know, they're not entirely wrong either. <laughs> That's just part of it's it. It's just part of it. And my friends and I going to Spain for spring break? Yes. Just because? Oh, 100%. But it's fine. There's more to it than that. It's good life experience. Exactly. So yeah, so that's kind of, it's a weird, it's a weird life that I've chosen. (laughs) But what's cool about Diplo is that there's so many different things you can do. Yeah. I mean, I met a guy who has the same degree I have who works really high up in Disney. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's like, you could work for Disney, you could become the Secretary of State, you could could run an NGO, you could work for a nonprofit, Mm -hmm. you can work for the FBI, like you Mm -hmm. can do almost anything. Yeah. You also could throw it all away and join like corporate America, which people do all the time. Yeah. Like you really could do almost anything with this degree. Yeah. Which is, I think why my parents said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of going off of, you yeah. know, there's a lot that you can do. What do you want to do? What does Shannon want to do, do five, I 10 years do? from now? Oh man, that's a loaded question. I'm still figuring it out. For a long time, I said I wanted to join the Peace Corps, which I'm still thinking about doing. I'm not sure if I want to go the government route or NGO route or mm-hmm. non-governmental, non-governmental organization. Well, kind of see. There's some steps that I have to deal with first before I figure out what that looks like. Yeah. But right now my I'm currently researching the correlation between the education of women and girls and reduction of CO2 levels and how women being educated impacts population, which impacts the environment. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, I think, where I'm headed is towards combining gender, but also climate change, because that is a problem that this planet is facing yeah as well as sustainable development and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so we'll see where i go but i'm definitely looking into foreign service Mm -hmm. and non-profity thing i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens but i want to help people and i don't really want to sit in a cubicle for the rest of my life so we'll see we'll see where we go yeah that so kind of um, touching on, you touched on, you know, yeah. you're doing research right now, which is, you know, really incredible as a sophomore in <laughs> yeah. college, you know, you know, a lot of students don't normally do research mm-hmm. as a sophomore. Yeah, I actually also uh, have a freshman who's my research assistant. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fun. He He's great. But yeah, <laughs> so I have a freshman that's helping me do research. Nice. So it's what's fun. kind of been like, how did you decide you wanted to do research? Why did you pick that specific yeah field of research. So a couple things. So we're required to take a research models type class Mm -hmm. for, we call it investigating international relations, to graduate. And so I happen to be taking it this semester, which Mm -hmm. is early, but based on like my path. Yeah. I had to kind of get it over with, as well as one of the requirements for our cohort is to write a, we're working on research because Mm -hmm. one of our associate deans, Dr. Omar Gochekas, he does incredible research and so he like yeah he does amazing things and super cool things like the Mm -hmm. economics of wine like this man yeah like he does just he's an economist and does a really cool stuff and so he's been our research advisor and i decided to take an environmental studies class last Mm -hmm. spring 
because I looked at some, I think it was like a Wall Street Journal report or something that the planet is dying. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to get it, I should probably get something. I should probably know more about the environment. Mm -hmm. It's kind of to equip myself for job opportunities. And there was like literally one statistic about the education of women and girls and the reduction of CO2 levels that like changed everything for me. It was one sentence that my professor said that she probably doesn't even remember saying, Mm -hmm. but because of like I had mentioned before, like my previous love of the education of women and girls, I just was like, wow, like this is all of my passions rolled Mm -hmm. into one number. And so then I, when I had to come up with a research topic, I was like, I want to know more. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at now. And because of my class, I'll have a 15 page research paper done by the end of the semester. Wow. Yeah, it's a a lot. lot. It is a lot. And then my freshman assistant DJ is going to help me turn that into policy memos and to kind of tell the United States government that they should implement this policy. Yeah. Awesome. Some cool stuff. Yeah, that's some amazing stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I still have to write that paper. Keep in mind. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with the paper. We have time. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe. Good time. I don't know. (laughs) Time management. So kind of moving to some more fun questions. So first, you know, what's the best advice that you've ever received? And if you remember, who was it that gave you that? So Julie Foudy, I got to know this woman through sort of through the Leadership Academy. But Colleen Hacker, who is a team building coach and she does all sorts of really great things. Also one of my dream interviews talks about the secret of the slight edge. And so as a runner, this was really important Mm -hmm. because so if you're sprinting and you cross a line, the person whose chest crosses that line first wins. Yeah. Right. So that's like tiny Tiny. amounts of space that could mean going to the Olympics or not. And it has meant going to the Olympics or not and winning a medal or not. And so it's really like when you reach a level of something that you really care about and whether that be professional sports or just like diplomacy or nursing or whatever, like it comes down to the little stuff. Like, yeah, sweat the small stuff, you know? Yeah. Don't obviously don't lose sleep over, you know, don't cry over spilled milk, but like mm-hmm. sweat the little stuff. Editing your paper one more time could be the huge Complete difference. difference yeah. Or, you know, going to that event or having your business cards, like all of these things could mm-hmm. change your life. And you never know. In the most amazing ways. And then my mother gives me advice all the time. And one of her favorite quotes is right foot, left foot, breathe, repeat. And so sometimes we get so caught up on everything else. But again, just one foot in front of the other, breathe and keep going. And that's sometimes all you can do. So yeah, that's a, that's some my advice. Those are some advice that I live by. <laughs> yeah, I like the quote from your mom. That one's a good one. I feel like yes. I need to take that one to heart because I, like, I totally like. Yeah, I totally need that. She's just yeah. like, honey, breathe. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> take okay. a deep breath. <laughs> So, you know, you book a lot of our guests here on the podcast. We've had some pretty amazing guests, you know, Julie (laughs) Saudi, Bob Lay, some of our guest speakers here. I send Uh, a lot of emails. (laughs) So who would be your dream interview? Like, if you get anyone in the world, who would it be? I really want to get Colleen Hacker. I mean, obviously, as a Diplo nerd, let's see. I mean, Madeleine Albright would be amazing. Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, like, of course, right? (laughs) But in a different lens kind of I think when trying to select people I really do believe that everyone has an interesting story yeah so I have obviously the big names but then I mean there's just I don't know it's hard to know yeah really where the best interviews could come from Mm -hmm. so yeah so but yeah I'd love to interview some of those people as well as like the Obama daughters because yeah they've like done 
I mean, amazing things. Yeah. Like, you know, they get to meet world leaders at like mm-hmm. 12 years old. Like, yeah. that's awesome. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Lots of Lots amazing of fun people. Lots of fun have. people. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to write a book about yes. your life, what would you title it? What would I title the book about my life? I don't know. I mean, I had a title and then I forgot the title. And then I've, every time I come up with a title, I remember that this podcast is very PG. And so I can't swear, which is sometimes where the funniest titles come from. But I think if I had to name a book, kind of similar to your title, it would just be like winging it. Or mm-hmm. I guess that worked. I like that one. I guess that worked. I guess that worked. The other thing that I love, another kind of piece of advice that Julie gave me that would probably turn into a book title was she said, you know, even professional athletes have get butterflies. Or she always said the secret is to get your butterflies to fly in formation and so I think that would be my book title is flying in formation or yeah. butterflies in formation or whatever that I don't know how you would word that to be yeah. more pretty but that's yeah. kind of another thing so this is a question that we always ask our guests on the podcast yes. but are there any books podcasts thought leaders that you think would be great for our listeners to take a look at I mean I love Glennon Doyle she just released a couple new books that I love. She does a lot of leadership and spirituality. Julie Foudy's podcast, Laughter Permitted, um, and her book, Choose to Matter. Wolf Pack by Abby Wambach is fantastic. Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. You can kind of tell what I listen to and what I read. It's fine. And then I listen to Pod Save America, but that's very political. It helps me figure out my life and then what else there was another book that or a podcast that I thought of before entering this and I totally don't remember so we'll just put it in the we'll put it in the show notes as soon as I figure it out later but yeah thank you so much Shannon for coming on our podcast and this was a fun way to spend a Saturday afternoon getting to know each other of course with some microphones in front of our faces yeah all right bye guys bye check out our next episodes (laughs) 